0: Well, life on a farm i kind of let back Ain't much an old country Bowl of me can't hack Early to rise Early in the sack now, Thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride On my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls Getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy Goodbye, city life Thank God I'm a country boy Woo-hoo! Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And every Monday this whole year, we've been talking to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida, about what life is like on the farm. And I hope you've got a pretty good picture of that. We're getting into the winter season now, and so we're going to talk more about some of the issues around farming and that sort of stuff. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, great. We had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you did as well. Uh, things are... I won't say slow because I know you all have busy things you're doing all the time, but uh, it's not as much action these days. What uh, what have you been doing? You got the uh, the wheat and the oats in?
1: Got the, the ones that we're going to harvest for seed, uh, you know, in the spring. We got those finished planting this past uh, I think Tuesday evening is when we finished with that. And then uh, this well, over the weekend, we finally got our first real rains since September. We've had a you know, a little shower here or there type thing since the beginning of September. And uh, we got a little over three inches of rain Saturday night at our barn. So that was that was well needed. We were we were proud to see that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about this, that the uh, I played golf on on Sunday and I'm like, man, this course a little rough. (laughs) But there's been no rain, you know, and that's the price. You know, things don't grow as well when you don't have the rain. Um, You're getting ready to do cover crops, too. Is that right?
1: We are, you know, the, getting the seed planted that we were going to harvest is, you know, that was, that was time sensitive. Now this isn't as time sensitive, so as soon as it dries back off, we'll continue destroying our cotton stalks. And, and with that, we'll be planting our cover crop all in one pass. So that, uh, you know, that's funny. During the summer, when it comes a two- or three-inch rain, you can get in the field the next day, and if not the next day, Definitely the second day after a rain event like that, but during this time of the year, you know, a three-inch rain will keep you out of the field for for a few days. It's just you know the sun angle is different, the temperatures are different, the length of the day is different. So it's, it's a significant difference uh, for a rain event during the summer versus one during the, during the winter time.
0: Huh. Just because the heat doesn't doesn't burn off the moisture as much, and because the direct sunlight's not as available to to temper it out, is that the idea? That's, that's it. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. That never thought of. It makes perfect sense. Uh, one of the things that I had uh, kind of wanted to talk with you about, I came out and rode in the cotton picker with you for a bit, and there was a lot of very interesting things about that to me. They sort of answered questions I think people have when they're driving down the road. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to rattle some of these off to you, and then you can kind of answer them. Somebody's driving down the road, and they see those giant, I, I would call them, a, a roll, well, a roll of cotton, right? We see the giant rolls of cotton. Some of them are square. Some of them are round. Why?
1: The round ones are the newer machine, like what you're riding in, and uh, the rectangle shaped ones are that's the older technology that we use. You know, used to, <clears throat> excuse me, used to, people would pick cotton by hand, they'd put it in a sack from their hand into the sack, then they'd drag the sack to the end of the rope, put it in a trailer, and take it to the gin. And then from there, you know, we got the mechanized cotton picker. And it would dump in a trailer, and you'd have to get in there and pack the cotton down with your feet inside the trailer and take that to the gin, and then came along the module builder, which those are called modules, the uh, large rectangular blocks that people see with tarps on them when they're going down the road. So the picker would dump into a module builder, and that would compress all that cotton into those blocks that you see, and then a module truck, a specialized truck that... That the back end of it tilts up and down, and it has a moving floor in it, a conveyor floor in it. They back under those big uh, modules like that, and take those to the gym. And then now we've come to where the module builder is actually on the picker itself, and it makes the round rolls, which looks like a giant bell of hay people are used to seeing. And the module truck does the same thing; it still loads it the same and takes it to the gym the same. But that's that's kind of the progression of where we started and where we are
0: now. Okay, so the round ones are like the machine you have, and the square ones are a little bit older technology. But in either case, it's roughly the same. Uh, that's the, the like you had the nut buggy for the peanuts. That's the cotton buggy. Is the uh, the transport device? Yeah, well, well, we
1: have a we have a bowl buggy for the people that are still using the technology with the stationary module builder, where the picker would actually dump into the bowl buggy. Oh, okay. The bowl buggy meets them wherever they are in the field. And then it takes it to the module builder while the picker continues to pick. So I forgot that step. But that's 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 where we are now with, with that technology.
0: And you were telling me when I was riding with you that, and this is kind of a fascinating thing to me, you have an automated wrap that goes on after it figures out that it's got enough uh, inchage basically of cotton and it wraps it for you and then it rolls it off the back. And then when you get to the end of the, the, uh, the lane, it'll dump it off onto the field. But one of the things that surprised me is that the changing of that wrap itself is not automated. It requires you to stop the cotton picker, get out, and manually go up and move the, the levers up and down. And the reason they actually designed it to not be automated, why?
1: Well, the reason that was explained to me, because I was fussing about it. I'm like, you got this million-dollar machine that does everything that's, that's as smart as you are, but you still have to get off and manually change from one roll of wrap as soon as that roll um runs out is used up then you have to go put the new roll in yourself and so i was fussing about that but i said they did that intentionally because these machines i mean the, the name of the game and the machine that we have now is never stopping you never stop for anything you just go you know you're not stopping to dump somebody's not pulling up beside you in a Bowl buggy, or you're not pulling up beside the module builder where other people are looking at your equipment. So it's kind of twofold. They want you out walking around the machine, making sure you don't see anything broken or a hydraulic leak or anything like that, anything smoking, um, any problems whatsoever. But they also want you up and on your feet now that machine. Two or three times a day, you know, for blood circulation and to prevent blood clots. So <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the reason that was given to me. I said, "Well, whatever." I still think it needs to be automated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I thought that was fascinating that they they built in a kind of obsolescence a problem or left the problem in in order to force you to manually inspect the machine and also get up and move your legs around once every couple of hours just so that you didn't get like a deep vein thrombosis or something uh, to keep you healthy. I just thought that was a fascinating, as you said, this million dollar you know cotton picker that does everything. We're talking to Ryan Jenkins, uh, owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida. Ryan, hang on for just a second. Let's get Candy Cullerton in here. Traffic on the fives. At
1: Milton, uh, showing, uh, excuse me, showing an accident at Avalon at the I-10 eastbound exit. If you have traffic tips text. 437-1620, Candy Collington News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
0: Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins. Okay, so on this uh, this cotton picker, just to kind of give people a sense of it, you are, you're driving that thing down a row, and I think if I remember correctly, you got 30-inch rows for your cotton, and it's grabbing the cotton between the... I don't know, the prongs, if you will, and driving them through these spindles that have spindles spinning on the spindle spinning. It's a crazy system. It's wild. But I'm curious, like, it's all run by GPS, right? How accurate is the GPS on the path that your cotton picker is traveling autonomously?
1: Um, the GPS systems that we have now that drive our tractors, autopilots, we call them, um, they're accurate. To less than an inch 99.9 percent of the time that it's being used so they're they're super accurate we, we say sub-inch accuracy is what we what we call it in the industry and it's it's pretty amazing what it'll do there's no doubt about it
0: so you plant these uh y- you know you program the planter in the spring and it goes and plants them in these 30 inch ro- 30 inch rows and that same template you plug into the cotton picker in the fall, and other than making the U-turn at the end of the row to go to the next set of uh, cotton rows, the machine drives itself to within a one-inch accuracy on that GPS plot you created in the spring.
1: That's right. It's 36-inch Oh,
0: sorry, 36. So thank you.
1: Gets... But, <clears throat> but I mean, a lot of the rows that we're using in, in the fields that we've always had, you know, our own fields from the beginning... Um, you know, a lot of those AB lines we call them are what ten or fifteen years old. I mean, we use the same ones we we do for the main rows. You know, we're on thirty-six inch rows, so this year we'll be on one AB line, and next year we'll shift over a foot and a half, and get in the middle. So we're not running right back down the same row from last year.
0: And I assume that's to make if sure that, that you're getting sure. an even even use of the nutrients in the soil and the maximization of those. Is that right?
1: All of it. Less disease pressure, uh, keeping the soil tilled better, not having hard metals, you know, things like that. I mean, there there are multiple reasons we do it. But that uh, having GPS allows us to do that. Used to, we weren't that accurate. The, the old way that we laid off roads but now um it, it does much better doing it that way and it's, it's better for our farms
0: and one one last thing because well i guess we don't have time for i'll ask you next week because there's still there's all kinds of things about this that are fascinating to me uh, but we always like to end on a farm fact of some kind what's your farm fact this week ryan
1: well we've, we've been talking a lot about cotton and and so we're, this is a test how much does a bale of cotton weigh um, oh once it's
0: been gin, for 4500 pounds
1: Five hundred pounds.
0: Five hundred pounds.
1: Four eighty Texas but most bales are around five hundred pounds.
0: Oh wait, but the rolls—the so, big—the big rolls are more like f- more, right?
1: That's right. So okay. They still have the seed and trash <laughs> and all that in
0: them. So, Dang, I thought I was failing the test, man. Four, all right, go on. But a, but a cotton bale four hundred right. four hundred four hundred pounds. All right, go ahead. I did that
1: one time myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> one bale of cotton produces enough cottonseed oil. cook almost 6,000 snack-sized bags of potato chips.
0: Okay. All right. There you go. So a a pound of cotton does about 15 bags of chips. Quick math. And that's based on the seeds that are extracted by the cotton gin, right? Yes, you do your quick math. I'm not sure about that. But I know one tail does six thousand pounds. All right. No, it's. I always find it fascinating all the other uses that you find for all of these things. It's amazing. Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer up in Jay, Florida. The owner of Jenkins Farms. Ryan as always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again next Monday, sir. Thank you for what you do.
1: Thank you. Have a great week.
0: All